Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. <sighs> Good evening. This is Frank Buckley coming to you live with this breaking news from North Hollywood. I'm outside Ray Horseman Studios, and Miranda Street is buzzing with anticipation. Or it may just be insects buzzing inside discarded mattresses along the sidewalk. Either way, this street is filled with excitement. And not just because it's Tangeray Tuesday. No, word has gotten out that tonight, in the modest studio behind me, Paula Poundstone is going to make her rap debut. It's been compared to Dylan going electric or the introduction of Lifesaver Soda. Aided by award-winning composer and producer Jay Deal, Poundstone plans to drop her first rap song. It's a deeply personal statement tentatively titled, Butterfingers Used to Have the Best Nougat. Poundstone's manager, Bonnie Captain Crinkle Burns, told us the story behind this musical transformation. Thank you, Bonnie Burns, for those insights. Crowds are beginning to gather here outside Ray Horseman Studios, eager to get the first listen to Poundstone's groundbreaking effort. They're milling about on dimly lit Miranda Street, kicking at windswept plastic bags, staring at me. Their eyes seem to be rolled up inside their heads. They're walking toward me with a strange, shambling gait. Apparently, I'm mistaken. These are not Poundstone fans. I'm being attacked by zombies. It's just another Tuesday evening on Miranda Street. We now return you to your regularly scheduled podcast. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. Yes, it's true. On tonight's show, we're dropping Not My Butterfinger, Paula Poundstone's rap debut, produced by the great Jay Deal. Jay is here in studio to talk about how creating this song with Paula compares to his experience working with Lady Gaga, Snoop Dogg, and Wynton Marsalis, and I'm guessing it was a little different than them. And we have Moldova on the line. Filmmaker and United Nations worker John Lewis Skyped with us live from Moldova to talk about our podcast's hottest international market. Plus, will little Timmy survive falling into a well? On Ken Lezevnik's America, we'll venture deep into the world of Timmy's gastric distress. Butterfingers, Mamaliga, and youthful vomit get ready for the kind of full meal you can only find here. I'm Adam Felber, the man who tries to keep this show's conversational cuisine to a three-course meal. And now, please welcome the woman who grazes off the topical menu like a raccoon looting a dumpster for snacks, Paula Poundstone! Thank you so much! Welcome, Paula, and thank you to tonight's house band. Um, on, on the flute, that's Gina Luciani, and on the, on the violin, that's Yvette Holdsworth. 
That was fantastic. Yes, we've got a duet, yeah. which, which was curated by the great Jay Deal, who is here for later. Uh, how are you tonight, Paula? <laughs> I am great. We have so much. This is this is one of the most content uh, podcasts that we've ever we are had. Um, in fact, right now, yeah. waiting on the phone for us. From Moldova, where it's 5 a.m., we have yeah. a guest. Yeah, John Lewis, who is desperate to get back to bed, uh, he's Skyping us. Uh, from Moldova, yeah, uh, we're, he, we're, which, as you said in the introduction, is our our biggest international market. Yes, and it's it's a landlocked little country, but for some reason we keep showing up at like number 120 on, on their top podcast list. Yeah, and that could mean that four or five people there listen to us. Easily that many. So let's let's get into so and remember a few uh, weeks ago we tried uh, Moldovan national cuisine and stuff. Yes, we tried yeah. the Mama Liga. Yes, and uh, we could we tried also we did it. It was a it was a blindfolded test. Right. Um. We also tried uh, Fruit Loops. Yeah. And uh, grits and polenta. And grits and polenta, Other, not all mixed together. These are separate they bowls, were all ladies separate and dishes. gentlemen. Don't uh, try this at home. So let's talk a little bit about John Lewis. Uh, he's the creator, writer, and executive producer of the web series Lost in Moldova, which premieres next week. Uh, John has been in Moldova these past two years, working for the United Nations. Yeah. So um, I'm so glad somebody with a head on their shoulders is there. Yes. Yeah. In Moldova. We're working for the United Nations. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, please welcome via Skype, John Lewis, can you hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? That is so cool. Yes. You're in Moldova? I'm in Moldova. Well, thanks for getting up so early, John, to be on the phone with us. Yeah, my pleasure. My pleasure. We are very proud that Moldova is our number one international market. So I have a question to start with, John. What are the adjacent countries to Moldova? Because maybe they could spread the word. Uh, so Moldova is between uh, Ukraine and Romania. Ukraine you- and Romania. Yeah, Ukraine. Uh-huh. And, and it's landlocked, right? You got no beaches there in Moldova, right? Uh, that's right. Uh, there's a river, a couple of rivers, but uh, yeah, no, uh, no sea. Well, uh, I that could was see actually, uh, we, I guess, have Joseph Stalin to thank for that. He took uh, pieces of Moldova and gave them to Ukraine, so they got the best bits of uh, what was what used to be Moldova. Yeah, that's what you know. That's what it looked like to me on the map. Like it was some kind of like annexation. You didn't look at the map. And I, think did, was an I did. I did. And and yeah, if you look, you'll see that that um, that Ukraine just kind of like swerves over and sweeps the beaches away from from Moldova. Honestly, John, I, I, you know, it's not unless I'm playing Risk that I have any sense of this part of the world. Is Moldova in Risk, John? I don't know. That's in the question, board game actually. Risk. I don't remember it when I played in high school, but uh, I don't think I was looking for it then. I can tell you it's not. I, th- I believe that was also annexed by Ukraine, which is a very large territory on the Risk board. They also took the card game Uno. <laughs> yes, um, they did. So, so uh, John... Our ratings in Moldova are going up and down and up and down. Do you have any insight into the Moldovan sense of humor? Um, yeah, I guess um, I'm not sure what the, what they're listening to over here. I've been trying to I've been asking people what uh, what they listen to in terms of podcasts, but well, do you um, when you interact with Moldovans, do you make jokes? I do, and sometimes I think they're funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of hit or miss because that's what we're finding. We tend to vacillate in the ratings. So I think some weeks we're striking the chord of Moldovan humor and other weeks they're just like, what do you mean? Uh, I don't think they always get it necessarily. Now, let me ask you this. So for you too, they're inconsistent in their taste. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Sometimes they, uh, you know, sometimes there's cultural references they don't get or, uh, uh, sometimes sarcasm uh, g- goes over their head, but uh, oh, great! You know. 
Yeah. <laughs> it um, doesn't go over John's head, Paula. He's... John, I watched the the uh, pilot episode of your series, and I really enjoyed it. Will Moldovans like that? Uh, they seem to so far. Yeah, we've been uh, sharing it with uh, with some people, and actually the. Uh, the entire crew and cast, except uh, for myself and, and the American actor, are uh, are all Moldovan. So uh-huh. they're uh, putting so their own two the, cents worth. Wait well. a minute. So is the crew and cast who liked it? Because that's not really an unbiased survey, John. <laughs> uh, some of their parents liked it as well. Oh, that snaps it up. And that's, that uh, equals everybody in Moldova. Well, uh, now- maybe on their paycheck, is it possible that you could just write um, the, the login for Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, and that way oh, there sure. they would be yeah, exposed yeah. to that as well. Do you like Mama Liga, John? I do. I do. Now, do you enjoy it, it with uh, with with um, pork rinds or cottage cheese or both? Uh, my wife likes it with uh, sour cream sour and cream. Uh, cheese. This uh, the cheese they have here called uh, Brinza. Um, John, how would you say <laughs> it compares to Fruit Loops? It has nothing to do with Fruit Loops. Are you able to tell the two apart in a blind test? That's what I'm asking you. That's what we did. We did a blind taste test, and one of I the heard, food, heard, yeah. Yeah, one yeah. of the foods we um, had was Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops. Uh, well, you know, Fruit Loops is sweeter. I. I Hope I can tell them apart. Uh, but yeah, you can tell them own. apart, John. You don't, <laughs> you don't have to indulge this question. It's halfway around the world. It's 5 a.m. and Paul is feeding you gag questions. It's uh, not a gag question. I, okay, would you say that Fruit Loops are better than Mama Liga? Uh, different, I think. Different. Oh, nice, man, that nice. was said like Diplomatic. a statesman. Yeah, absolutely statesmanlike. <laughs> All right, well, John, thank you for joining us at the crack of dawn out there in Moldova. Keep up the good work out there, would you? Uh, John's new web series, Lost in Moldova, premieres next week, and we'll have a link to it on our Facebook page. John, thanks so much for uh, waking up. Great. Thanks so much. Take care. Thanks a lot, John. Take care. All right. (laughs) Forging ahead. Um, So if we can crack the, uh, the, the cast and staff... Of lost in Moldova. That's pretty much that every Moldova. That should bring Moldovan. us up a couple of. Uh, that yeah. should make yeah. That should make our appeal in Moldova much stronger. I got to tell you, and I don't want to put down Moldova, but when I did look it up on a map just to prepare for this interview, yeah, it's a small place. Yeah, you yeah. looked it up on a map to prepare for the interview. Yeah, I did. And how did that play itself out in your interviewing? Ooh. Well, it did because uh, I knew that Moldova was landlocked by uh, Ukraine, as yeah. we said, and you made so fun you, of me for so it. So you knew that if we shouted really loud, hi, John, that they would hear us in uh, uh, Ukraine. Yes. Yeah, because yes. it's a small place. Very small it's like place. A, it's Europe's cleaning closet. Depending, it's very it's small. It's very, very small. It's a broom closet of a country. Now, Paula, we got to move on because we're going to premiere your new single, Not My Butterfinger, uh, which is your Butterfinger grievance uh, transformed into art. But first, let's talk about actual edible Butterfingers, or more accurately, inedible Butterfingers. Captain Crinkle brought us her homemade Butterfingers last week. And, and they were inedible. Or two weeks ago. They were Which, horrific. Which, in Captain Crinkle's defense... There is um, no defense. They're not, they're, I, I, the new Butterfingers are also inedible. Right. Um, and that's a but, candy company that made those. This was my manager and her daughter... That were there in their kitchen, in their tiny little village kitchen, uh, with a wooden spoon, yeah. trying to create a 
edible Butterfinger substitute. But I will say that when you did taste Bonnie's Butterfingers, it was unbelievable. You, di- you did call the new ones from the, from the Ferrara company actually better than that. <laughs> oh it, yeah, less no, inedible Bonnie's than were what really Bonnie. Bad. Made. It but was again, terrible. Again, I don't think she had the resources that the Ferrara company. Well, well, let's or find the, out about that. Or we have Ferrara, aka Life Records. Right, liferecords.org. Uh, but let's bring another Life Wrecker up to the microphone. It, it's Captain Crinkle. <laughs> Captain Crinkle. Uh, Captain in the Crinkle. House. Bonnie Burns. Welcome. Um, Bonnie. Yeah, Bonnie. Yes. <laughs> now, Bonnie, you served us these Butterfingers, and 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 you tried to tell us, and I listened to the segment again because uh, <laughs> we dropped it last week, this week. Um, and you claimed that you followed every single step, and I don't consider that to be possible. <laughs> okay, as much as I don't like to admit that Adam was right, it turned out we might have made a few mistakes. Oh. Yeah, like what? Okay, so over the weekend, I was with some girlfriends. I played the segment for them. Okay. Yeah, and they did say... Uh, yeah. What a great guest she must be to have at your house. <laughs> you guys want to hear some more? Nobody listens to yeah, Paula Brown's exactly. stuff. Okay. You know, she only played the part that she was on. Yeah, no. yeah We've been doing this show for a year. That's There's true. one yeah. thing. Go, she immediately goes to a house party and plays <laughs> it for like, everybody. Yeah, I went, do you guys want to hear my segment? <laughs> Nobody listens to Paula Brown's And was there a great show of hands when yeah, you said no, it? No, and then I whipped out my computer before oh. I even had a chance to wow. go, no, not so really. So you already um, had the computer queued up and ready to go. I kind of knew exactly what yeah. the number Okay, was. Okay, all right, let's get okay, to okay, okay. No, I think this so, is an important background. I don't think <laughs> we don't so. All right, rush so anyway, this. here's what I happened. I kind of do. So they had heard you guys Let me say, ask you something. What? When you opened your computer, <laughs> did a banana fall out? <laughs> now, that would not be Jermaine, Paula Boundstone. It's an important okay, part. Not so part here's what happened. They had heard the segment, and they heard you say, like, it tastes like peanut butter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so they made me read them. The directions. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Because they because they are candy makers? They... Were you, like, partying with Santa's elves or something? Like, <laughs> no, what the, it was like three the Keebler elves? Or? And I have to say that they were sitting there, like, so pompous. Like snobs. Oh, my God. And candy like, snobs? Oh, you know, you have to be very particular when you make candy. And oh, so yeah. it turned yeah. out when we got to the part... There was this yeah, one but Bonnie, that turned out to be true. <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> go on, Okay, go on. so I'm reading the directions. Uh-huh. Right. It started with a jelly roll pan, which we did buy one inch. You bought a one inch jelly roll pan. Right, because uh-huh. we weren't going to risk like just using a cookie pan. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like, no. No. That's so crazy. we went and spent five ninety nine on that. Like we shopped. Really? $5.99? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Scott, and, you know, you know, now I'm starting to see Scott why you guys get along so well. Because you share this inability to tell which details of the story are important. <laughs> Nobody cares how much your jelly no, roll pan costs. No, I would just like to say Scott Franciscus, who is the treasurer. <laughs> Christ. Uh, he's a uh, uh, our, um, uh, what do you call that when someone supports your uh, patron? Sh- pa- yeah, he's but he's our, not. He's our patron. I would, Scott. Did you hear that five ninety nine jelly roll pan? Okay, because we were at Target. We went to get all the supplies because you know you're not going to spend a fortune at Target. No, you're not going to spend a fortune at Target. Right? Okay. So Boy, you are trolling for advertisers. <laughs> okay, right. Okay. Now candy thermometer. Right. Yeah. So they had this one thermometer that's like twelve ninety five. Right. Then they had the one that I thought looked like a candy thermometer that was nineteen ninety. Right. Okay. okay. The one that you thought looked like it, was there any kind of labeling at the target? <laughs> Did one say here's candy? Here's something I know about candy thermometers. They say candy thermometer I think, right there on the package. Okay. The one that had like the little metal thing that hangs on the side of the pan, yeah. which they did mention 
in the directions that said, now hang your th- candy. Bonnie, what are we doing here? Let's <laughs> cut the- to the chase. <laughs> All right. Okay, long so- story short, there was a part in the directions that said, when you get your sugar mixture like to a boil and it gets yeah. to 310, right. you're supposed to be heating the peanut butter up. Yeah. To warm, uh-huh. yeah. and then fold that into the sugar mixture. Right. right. But for no. me, you folding the peanut butter in, what difference does it make? It's going to get hot anyway. And so when they heard well, that, they were like, oh, when you make candy, a little step happens. And that's why it wasn't crunchy. I love that you've gone all like sarcastic <laughs> about something that they were telling you that was 100% true. So you feel that your friends were snobbish. For saying that you had to follow the directions? That is precisely what you're Assholes. My- <laughs> Boy, if I were you, I would have taken my recording of nobody listens to Paul Poundstone <laughs> and stormed out of there on those winches. No, I don't. Okay, so they also thought that, the you know, the thermometer we got. So then they go on the internet and they're looking to show me what a candy thermometer looks yeah. like. Did it and look like the thing you bought? Did that maybe what we got <laughs> Was the one that you put in your ear? You got a meat thermometer? No, did you get the one that you put in your ear or no. under your arm? No, I'm. Um, did you wait until your daughter was a certain heat? Where your daughter yeah. was heated before you put in the peanut butter? So you didn't follow directions and you measured it with a meat thermometer. Now, what well, you had a theory, I believe, that I, I'm familiar with, which is the why dirty another pot theory. <laughs> oh, is that part of this too? Well, yeah, because. Sometimes those cooking people are so like into these individual things like that. Individual stuff <laughs> makes a difference. And it again, just this tone like... <laughs> of voice is not making a, a good case for you. Like these no, cooking just... people are so into their recipes and they're doing things right because they want to make it tasty <laughs> and, yes. and, yeah. and not taste like shit. You know what? Let me so just say like, this. Screw the second Martha pot. Stewart the is an butter. idiot. <laughs> Martha Stewart is an idiot to work with Snoop Dogg when you're available. That's my feeling. <laughs> and I don't think I have to be honest. And you're not even high right now, is that correct? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a Facebook person wrote in and said she ate all the ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't quite oh, catch that. Because because Bonnie was going to make the Butterfingers oh, right. a little while ago. Um, and but then, then her daughter wasn't home, so she ate so all she the ingredients. Ate all the ingredients. Say, it wasn't all the ingredients. It was the pound of chocolate. But you ate a pound of over, chocolate? No, Just because your over, daughter wasn't home? No, but it was over a week. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's yeah. two ounces a day over seven days. Yeah. It's like. Well, that's a, not so bad. Oh, not at all. Oh, okay, no, but he d- thinks... Four out of five doctors recommend that. <laughs> you no, ate a pound he, of chocolate. Okay, but he thought it was like the syrup and the sugar. Who's he? The guy on Facebook that wrote in and went, she Oh, he ate thought you ate the, the syrup and the sugar? Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Just wanted to yeah. set that yeah. story. She chewed right, the shit sure. out of the thermometer. <laughs> um, Captain Greg of Bonnie Burns, Thank everybody. You. Let's get her out of here. Thank you very much. Uh, Bonnie, go to the corner. Go go, go oh, make noise in the corner. I'm... Next week, those friends have a treat on her computer, don't they? They sure do. Yeah, that's coming their way. Oh, well, I'm so glad to clear that up. Oh, my Lord. I had been thinking she ate all the ingredients, too. Yeah, I had been, to too. Be she just ate you. the chocolate. I guess that's comforting in some way. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life, right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream, and let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our 
class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got yes. the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got oh. the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. And these are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger Ooh. and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft <laughs> and, and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so co it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that, too. Like, so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. <laughs> That's fantastic. So be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash nobody. Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't <laughs> think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They man. cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. Hey, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. 
plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes you know when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff it's really not that technical you know uh no matter what way you sleep they have a mattress that will support and comfort you how hard is that uh, you know when you say it that way it seems a lot simpler i take it back that's my boner. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door, free of charge. And Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Well, I like that there's a warranty, but they can pry that mattress from my cold, dead hands. I took the sleep quiz. I was matched with the Helix Midnight Lux. I got the Lux. And I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Adam, you know I have a house full of cats and a couple of big dogs. So I have this one cat who every night likes to stand in the hallway and yowl. And he has kind of a, a little bit like me because uh, of allergies. I don't know why he has it. But his name is Theo and he has a really grovelly voice. So he'll, it's, it's hard to describe it. I can't do a good impression. Um, but it's a little dusty, gravelly voice. Okay, so earlier I was laying on the living room floor because I'm exhausted and I'm wearing a nylon fiber fill vest. As I'm laying on the floor, Theo shoves his head through one sleeve of the vest and crawls up and is now stuck inside in between my back and the vest and is yowling <laughs> because he can't get out. And then finally his head comes out the other sleeve and he goes out. What's not to love? That's what I say. <laughs> what is not to love? Which brings me to this. Today's episode is sponsored by the ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program. Your pet is part of your family. You know that already. And you want the best for them no matter what. But vet bills can really add up. Go ahead, ask me. That's why you should check out pet insurance. And with ASPCA, 
pet health insurance, you can focus on the care your pet deserves and cover what matters most. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you to help your pet get the care they may need. The ASPCA Pet Health Insurance Program has been around for over 18 years and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. That's a lot of pets. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Because vet bills can really add up, especially when you're least expecting it. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash Paula. That's ASPCA. We spell that A-S-P-C-A. PetInsurance.com slash Paula. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. And if you're going to do it anyway, use our code. Uh, you know what? Is that a, what is that like glopping sound over in the corner there? That's a, that's a, that's a walrus. <laughs> you it's not a walrus. No, it's a walrus. It's Anthony. a fucking walrus. Yeah, well, you could. Oh, my God. Anth- Anthony. Anthony Alfaro. Are, uh, I could hear sound- like a sort of a suction cup sound, yeah, like you- a big gloppy suction cup sound. Now, Anthony, you've brought these ill-gotten animals here before, some big ones, but a walrus is, is, is very, very big. Uh, how big is that walrus? Uh, it's about, I, I think, a thousand hundred pounds. 1,100? Yeah, it's average for a male walrus. Oh, okay. Now, those are some big tusks. I understand that polar bears are the only predators for a walrus. Well, actually, Paula, the killer whale and the polar bear, um, those are two predators um, for this very friendly creature. It does look Uh, friendly. Yeah, I mean, they use their tusks really just to defend themselves from attack. Uh, the tusks well, are... Well, let's not attack it then. Okay. <laughs> well, actually, you know what? Uh, the tusks are also used uh, to form and maintain holes in ice and uh, help the walrus actually in climbing out of water back onto ice. So they're kind of like, uh, what do you call those things? Like uh, Crampons. Crampons. Yeah. Crampons? Yes, they're crampons, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or an ice axe. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so they use the tusks for that. You know, that remind when whenever I fly, um, the uh, you can hear the the flight attendants chopping the ice from the minute you get on the airplane. They're chopping the ice. And right. Apparently, it never occurs to any of the other workers to chop that ice beforehand. And I don't even think they have a tool for it. They just have to pick up something and begin to chop the ice, like a walrus. Where, whereas I was going to say, if they would start hiring flight attendants with tusks. They would be able to get right through uh, that ice because apparently that's one of the things, according to Anthony, that the uh, uh, walruses use their tusks for. I just think you know, on a week when we have a studio that is this busy, we didn't need an animal that big. <laughs> it is awfully. Because we got Jay Deal, we've got a two person. <laughs> what did he say? He's... I said I'm sorry. Okay, but <laughs> saying you're sorry and then not bringing a fucking walrus are two very different things, Anthony. <laughs> Yeah, Honestly. that's the kind of sorry my kids always were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really sorry after the fact. Yeah, um, uh, you know Anthony is a terrific uh, engineer, but he but doesn't he doesn't think, he doesn't think things doesn't through. Think through, you know, like oh, Jay Deal's coming tonight. I'll impress him with a walrus. Is that the thought process? Yeah, here? exactly. This is the night that Paul Poundstone's uh, Butterfinger rap drops. Uh, you know what would be a great way to celebrate? 
A walrus. Albert a walrus. An 1100 pound walrus. Yeah, which is um, average for a male, I'm told. Yeah, so I found out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Paula, all right. speaking well, that, of speaking that of hotels, thing is, though. is drooly also, Anthony. Yeah. It's, it's like very, a St. Bernard. Is yeah, normal, it is Anthony? really drooly. The drool? Yeah, I mean, that they drool. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Boy, he really knows his stuff. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, Paula, speaking of hotel soap, do you have a vocabulary word today? I do have a vocabulary word. Because uh, we do that. It's another thing we do every week. I mean, just this intro to this show has gone on an hour and a half. This isn't the intro. We're in the show. I know, we're but in the, like the first we're in the, segment. We're in the belly of the beast yeah. right now. And oh, by we- the way, Walrus, that's not a hint. Uh, uh, this week's word, Adam, is crepitate. Uh, crepitate. It's a helpful word for our show because it, it's a intransitive verb. Okay. That means to make repeated sounds crackle or rattle. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you, do you want to use it in a sentence for Here us? Here it is in a sentence. Okay. Thank you. My manager and co-producer, Bonnie Burns, crepitates uh, while she drives or works and more than likely in her sleep. Yes. So that's how I know crepitate means to make extraneous noises yeah, and not to follow cra- clearly written directions. It's crackle. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with... That's a completely different... Okay. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, not so- that's imbecilic. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> next week's word. Um, this uh, is crepitate, crepitate, which means uh, uh, to make repeated sounds hmm. crackle or rattle. Well, hopefully we'll be able to use that tonight in the show at some point. I have point. a bad feeling that we will We probably will. Because, you know, you know, it's like now that Bonnie's been up to the microphone twice, I'm a little nervous. Oh, it's kind of got, like putting blood in the water for sharks, you yeah, know. She's like now got, she's 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 actually gotten to make noises through a microphone. It's, she's it, got stars in her eyes, man. Yeah, uh, to, gonna, you know, her friends aren't even going to invite her over. She's going to be knocking at their door early yeah, every morning. Yeah, you want to hear some more? I was on Nobody, the podcast yeah. again. Yeah, I did it again. Except, I, I love what she did though with, with this little interview piece. Is that she put down the very people that she's likely to be playing this interview for next. <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, she that's did, gonna be she? awkward. She like, oh, they have this attitude. There's some yeah, pompous. Right, yeah. yeah, she's gonna be. I met someone else. They're gonna go. Didn't you play it for us just last week? Didn't we have that conversation? Uh, no, no. I met someone else. <laughs> another group of pompous yeah. cooking friends. Yeah. I mean, not, not that you're pompous. Not you, pompous cooking friends. All right. Coming up, Thomas Aquinas said, "He who is not angry when there is just cause for anger is immoral." I don't know if he was thinking about the new Butterfingers recipe, but Paula has channeled her anger over this into art. Composer and music producer Jay Deal rejoins us for the premiere of the rap song he produced for Paula Poundstone. Plus, will Timmy survive? That's coming up when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. And we're back. Wow, it's really fun having both a violin and a flautist here. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. We're not used to two instruments. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost. Yeah, it's a a two-person house band, which we've, I think, never had. It's a crazy idea. It's a crazy idea to have a band of more than one person on the show. Let me ask you something. You know, that walrus is sort of looking at Adam in an, I think, amorous way. Uh, Are there gay walruses? Anthony, uh, walrus sexuality. Is that walrus into me? I don't judge walruses by their sexuality, Paul. We're not asking you to judge them. We're asking, like, what is it? We're just asking, is it possible? Because that, is it me or is that an amorous look? It's it's either amorous or hungry. Oh. Or both. What do they eat, okay. Anthony? Do we do we know what they do they we eat know like what they fish eat? And stuff, don't well, they? he was just eating a, a a little mini Heath bar. Well, thank God he didn't eat one of Bonnie's Butterfingers. Oh so yeah, could have killed him. Those tusks will go right through yeah. my heart. All right, uh, 
Uh, okay, moving on. I just couldn't be more excited than to have our next guest back. He is an award-winning composer, music producer, and orchestrator. He's worked with Lady Gaga, Snoop Dogg, Diddy, Neo, and Wynton Marsalis. In 2016, he was the winner of the 2016 International John Lennon Songwriting Contest in the hip-hop category with co-composer Tia P. He's also a professor at USC's Thornton School of Music. <sighs> That's a long list of credits. And when we asked him to produce Paula Poundstone's debut rap song, he took on the challenge and came up with an extraordinary song. Please welcome Jay Deal, everybody. Thank you. Jay, before we drop Not My Butterfinger, how would you compare working with Paula to working with Snoop? Wow. A lot of similarities, I would think. Or none. They were both great. There you go. Great experiences. Yeah. Mm. I felt very comfortable. I mean, okay. I mean, working with Snoop is like, uh, he is just a... He's a personable kind of guy. Right. So he's like, whatever. And I mean, he told me, as long as you don't f*** up, you'll be back. Wow. So, wow. That, that was did a, you we come could back? Do, was a yeah. Kind. I mean, we could do whatever we want. On, I mean, oh. I wouldn't see some people tell the next city on that tour. Literally. Really? Literally. We would have travel arrangements and get to the gate and see about half of the travel party. <laughs> like, I guess they found their own way to Cincinnati. It's really relaxed is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so. No, nobody's yeah. really in charge of yeah, that there itinerary. Were no, there were no, like, you have to show up by such and such a time. Unlike, oh, unlike working with me, which is very regimented. Yeah, I mean, we did have that. But, I mean, it's like working with Paula. So she was just like, hey, whatever, you know. Really? Whatever works. Were you I'm like, hey, whatever? Flexible. I was, hey, whatever. I don't I, know I'll you, you to be very, hey, whatever. There's absolutely nothing about me that would suggest that I eventually would work uh, with a famous uh, brand name homemaker. Homemaker? Uh, Snoop Dogg works with uh, Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think that's his, <laughs> it's not really the first item on his resume. No, but it's where he is now. Uh, it's, it's, it's something he does. It, it, right. Damn clever branding. But yeah, uh, it yeah, really is. But there, there's nothing about <clears throat> me that suggests Well, that. let's talk about you for a minute. In that, uh, Jay, what was your biggest challenge in uh, getting this song out of Paula Poundstone? Well, she's never done it before. So, <laughs> I mean. That was a big challenge. Yeah. So, uh, that's, so the thing was, like, I had all the confidence in the world we were going to nail it. But to her, she's like, am I doing this right? Am right. I? So I had, I called in some help. I've, uh, Jamari came in and, and a vocal producer, Anya V. And we, our biggest challenge was just getting her to be comfortable, getting her to be herself and trust in the process that, you know, we're going to. You're going to make her sound do good. What we do Jay was else. so positive. I really would like uh, you, Jay, to be my life coach. Uh, he was very, very positive. Yeah, he didn't say yes to that, and I wouldn't if I were you, Jay. <laughs> we can talk no, about he's, it. He's considering no, he's, it. He's, he's, uh, she doesn't know everything it. about me. That's why I'm like, life coach? <laughs> Do you know where I'm going after this podcast? Okay. No. So, so how did you produce Paula's vocals? It sounds like you had a vocal coach there, for one thing, but was there anything else you did to her voice to make it um, sound good? It's just the standard industry stuff that we did. A little auto-tune? It's all... Create, it's uh, all machines. It's a little auto tune. Little auto tune. Okay. Yeah. Let me just compression. say that there little compression. Okay. There will be no live concerts. Uh, don't don't say never. I, I mean, don't say never. Produce, I you think can, you can do it. Yeah. 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 I think you can do it. Yeah. But it was a lot of technical stuff. You know. Uh, I mean, I recorded what I recorded, but then I would, you know, I would go to the bathroom and come back, and they had built this this bigger thing right. than when I was there just a minute ago. Um, and or you would have walked right with, back into that bathroom. It was done with, you know, sliding up and down buttons and 
twisting things and side chaining. Well, they do side chaining. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so they there do, was side chaining. They do that live too, Paula. Oh, do you they? Can, yeah. yeah, live. Oh, you can, yeah. They can process the. As long as you don't go to the bathroom, you're yeah. straight. Oh, yeah. Wow. Just stay on stage. Yeah. They can make that happen for you. Well, I'm looking forward to it then. That was. Oh, yeah, uh, we, we could have this because you delivered six versions of this song. Why so many? There's um well Bonnie should I tell the truth yeah okay <laughs> why would you ask Bonnie if you should tell the truth she yeah, doesn't boy. yeah <laughs> I said uh, okay well you know I really do believe there's some type of commercial um, possibilities for this so we need a battlerized version we need a regular version a hooterized version what was the first battlerized like censored. That's oh. the old 50s word. Oh. Yeah. I, I love that you used it. I don't know that to. word. Oh, so censored. So, yeah, oh. the, love, the clean I, yeah, version. Yeah, the clean version. You know what kills me? Like, so I say fuck a couple times in the song, and the clean version, like, instead of going, like, fucking, it goes, like, king. Uh, it would could uh, no fucking. It couldn't be any clearer that it's fucking. It could be forking. And what it what it makes you right. do. Whereas when you hear forking. fucking, you don't think about it at all. But when it goes, fucking, instead of just forking with my chocolate, yeah, right? Then you then you think about it like three times. You go, was that fucking? Yeah, I think that was fucking. Oh yeah, she said fucking. So if fucking is a bad thing to say, right. then the clean version the actually amplifies. It brings version, it, it, yeah. it, it it yellow highlights. Interesting. Uh, the word fucking. Theory. Now you you did versions with a skit and versions without a skit. Yes, she had a skit. I and thought that's, that's, that was that's genius. Been kind of a thing in the hip hop world for like thirty years now, right? Yeah, most definitely. Attaching skits, and that was Paula's idea to attach a skit to this. It was Paula, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I had an idea. You had an idea. I had. I had. <laughs> and you, I had you made three it solid ideas in this. Yeah, uh, uh, but uh, yeah. I don't part with the genre. I mean, it was perfect. And uh, we have a instrumental version because sometimes you might want to just talk over it. You know, it's her song now. Right. So, yeah. you know, you want to do promo for Sirius or whatever or I don't know. Oh, whatever. So right. you just like, uh, so it'll be playing in the background and I'll, and yeah. I'll be talking like, okay, we're going to slow it down of... now. And, right. uh, you know, I'm going to talk about love. Well, yeah, I like want to tell you about how I came up with this song. Yeah. Yeah. I, had, yeah. I work with uh, my man Jay Deal and uh, Jamari. Uh, yeah. I'm in love. Yeah, I'm in love with uh, Jamari. But so who's Jamari? Uh, Jamari's the man. He's in San Diego right now. Okay. Jamari's the man. Okay. He's in, he's in he's in San Diego right now, or he would be side chained to me. Okay. He would but be. But who here. is he? He would be here. <laughs> what did no, he do? I'm a Facetime him right now. Well, what, 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 tell me who he is. <laughs> the man. There's no description for Jamari. You have to meet him. Okay, well, what, but what did he? What, what did he? Or Paula, Paula, how would you describe? What did he, Jamari, Jamari on well, this? You know, we we talked, and he had some ideas about how the you know what it should sound like, and uh, yeah, that um, he was one of the on-air voices, right? He was one of the recording he, voices. He did whisper. Yo, I'm with Paula Poundstone, bro. We're here right now at the, at the podcast, and we can't describe Jamari in any any words, any human words or dialect, so we just had to call you on FaceTime right now. J Jamari, why aren't you here with us? What are you doing in San Diego, for heaven's sakes? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm here on, like, a, a timeshare situation that my family gave me. Oh, oh family wow. purse. That's Well, real. you got to go when it's time. Sorry about that. Sorry you, about you, that. you have a timeshare family? That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. I, I signed on the dotted line full time. <laughs> so you have a family, like, two weeks out of the year, so you got to use it when you have it. Oh, that is great. 
How are you guys doing? Everybody's fine? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a big premiere night. And, and they were trying to describe you to me, and, and they couldn't. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. apparently I had to see you. I'll be there next time. You got to right, bring cool. them in on the show. You got to bring them oh, in. We're Absolutely. We're on air, so I'm going to keep it moving, Jamari. All Thank right. you. <laughs> all right, fam. Take care, Jamari. <laughs> <laughs> get that. got his family on timeshare. That wow. is brilliant. Yeah, that is brilliant. Boy, because s- I'll tell you. Guys, I can't be here for you this weekend, but... Maybe we could be cousins on the 15th. Yeah. <laughs> Let me pencil you in. I love it. Because I'll tell you, that 24-hour shit sucks. <laughs> well, I still don't know what he does, but he's absolutely the man. There's no yeah. doubt about it. You got you to gotta have him on the show sometime. You pulled him right up there, too. There's, Jamari is available to you 24-7. I sense that. Whereas the family may be timeshare. His thing with you is like instant. We yeah, grew up together, and he knows when I when I Facetime him, it's situations like this, like yeah. bro. Right. Yeah, it's this, so is, matter. this yeah. is urgent. Yeah. Okay, well now the time has come to drop the song. Is everybody ready? I can't wait to hear this. Let's do it, Anthony. I want it with the skit. I want it explicit. Could you lay on us Paula Poundstone's "Not My Butterfinger," produced by Jay Deal and manned by Jamari? <laughs> <laughs> Next in line. Hey, um, I see that you have the fun-sized Butterfingers in the bag, uh-huh. but do you have the medium-sized ones? Uh, yeah, we got a new box right here. Oh, terrific. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, uh what do I owe you? That's two seventy-five. All right, terrific. Out of five. Of all the things that need to change, there are many. In the Butterfinger recipe, there weren't any. Can't provide equal opportunity? That's lunacy. Anyone can see. Can't they address that deep regret instead of just fucking with my chocolate? Some things need to change. Some things need to change. But not my Butterfingers. But not my Butterfingers. Some things need to change. Yep. Some things need to change. Yep. But not my butterfingers. Nope. But not my butterfingers. What the fuck is this? I'm sorry? There's something wrong with this. What's the expiration date on this? Ma'am, those came in this morning. Why, there's something wrong with them. Oh my god. New improved recipe. I'm sorry? Uh, I'll miss a crispity, crunchity fun size, but what are you thinking? Wouldn't it have been wise? Consider my sister, consider my brother. Stop the gun violence, stop shooting one another. Cruelty to the transgender. I don't get it. It's such a mind bender. That needs a correction, but Butterfingers don't need a new direction. Change our type of fuel. Make a powerful public school. And if we don't let love rule, we're done. Some things need to change. Some things need to change. But not my butterfingers. But not my butterfingers. But not my butterfingers. But not my butterfingers. Please. But not my butterfingers. Skip the meat and eat some greens. Put down your screens. I'd like to bring back the telephone booth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. Stop worrying about how much peanut butter at the top. We've got a gold-plated nutter. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. 
Some things need to change. Some things need to change. But not my butterfingers. But not my butterfingers. Some things need to change. Some things need to change. But not my butterfingers. But not my butterfingers. Can I help you with anything else? Can I get my money back? Ma'am, you already bit it. Why didn't Shay put it back on the shelf? Next in line, Butterfingers. Yeah! Oh, man, oh, man. That's hot. Sweeping the nation. Well, that's, that's, I, I can't, I can't imagine that's not going to number one. Oh, I can't see how it wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't imagine a world. Uh, where this wouldn't be on everyone's lips. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what did uh, the young guy just did the, what is it, the farm song or what was that one? You know what I mean. The young guy who did the farm song? Oh, uh, you're not talking Old about Town Old Town Road, Road are yeah. you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the young guy who did the farm song. Yeah. Well, With you Billy know, Ray Cyrus, uh, I, I, in fact. I, I, my thoughts come to me in little. Uh, like sh- shaded, not yeah. not fully developed. Well, you're, exactly. Well, you're a rapper now, so you yeah. get to kind of like yeah. sketch it's things of, in. Yeah, so I get to use rap, wow. uh, rap rhyme. Well, congratulations to both of you, and Jay, that's good work. Uh, there so it is. where do we? Where was it mastered? What was the name of the uh, Ber- Bernie Grundman? Bernie Grundman mastering, and yeah. he's done everybody who's huge. Anybody that's all the way from the Rat Pack on up to like Kendrick Lamar and all the Star Wars wow. films, they master all that. Yeah. Yeah, and they, and they mastered this. Yes. Wow. I'm just, Yesterday. I'm just really impressed. I'm, I'm so Yesterday. happy. I'm so happy for Bernie Grundman because I think Grundman. that Grundman. I think that making it through the second grade with a name like Bernie Grundman. Right. You deserve whatever perks on the other side you <laughs> can possibly he, get. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he so a, he used to say to the others, to the kids, you know, someday. Someday you'll all be listening to a Grunderman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think I think Bonnie also got a taste of the real work, uh, record industry because everything, all the deadlines are always like smushed right to the end. Right. So we did all this planning and everything and things were supposed to go how they were supposed to go. But yeah. oh, we yeah. ended up going to mastering yesterday and had the mixes delivered to the mastering house after we were there for an hour. Oh my god! So everything was yeah. like right up. Oh, uh, really yeah. compressed but, time frame. So yeah. it's for real. Yeah, you're for real now. Yeah, I feel good about that. I am that. super. Uh, yeah, I'm, and I'm, I sat yeah. in the chair where Kendrick Lamar sits when did he's you really? There. I yeah, did. his mastering yeah. engineer mastered her single. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. And apparently, after I left, um, Kendrick uh, tried to reach me for tips. And uh, yeah, and I just want to say that uh, I'm not available, Kendrick, as immediately as Jamari is for Jay, but still keep calling. Okay, uh, we'll have we'll have Kendrick. Uh, maybe Kendrick we'll have Kendrick Lamar. on the show Kendrick, to, to, to Pulitzer seek Prize advice. Lamar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, you might have a Pulitzer from this. Oh, no doubt. It's quite no possible. Doubt. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, Jay Deal's a winner of the 2016 International John Lennon Songwriting Contest in the hip hop category with co-composer T.O.P. He is also a professor at USC. We know that at the Thornton School of Music, and now added to your resume. Producer of Not My Butterfinger. Yeah. Yeah. Jay Deal, thank you for being on the show. Thank you. And I have to say uh, publicly, thank you so much, Yvette and Gina, for coming through. These are two of the best in the business. 
And uh, they came at a moment's notice. Yeah, of you brought Rick some Rashid. superstar musicians. They are. They're yeah. amazing. Like, she plays in um, Kanye's band, like, all year, pretty much. She wow. just got back from a small island doing a tour. And uh, we've wow. we've done some stuff on some albums together. So And some projects oh, that you great. can't talk about right now, but somewhere down the tracks you'll be able to talk about uh, some of the stuff you've been working on them with. Yeah, right? that one thing I can't talk that about one yet. Thing yeah. It's so exciting. It will be we'll we'll do something debutish with cool. you guys I for love that. Yeah, thank Excellent. you so much. Yeah, for sure. Jay uh, Deal, everybody. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jay. Thank you. Coming up next, our environmental countdown clock. Is it too disturbing for younger audiences? And speaking of disturbing things, the station wagon carrying the dysfunctional family in Ken Lezebnik's America faces a life and death crisis. That's coming up right after this. The cat of the week is Coco from Sacramento, California. According to climate scientists, we have 10 years and 17 weeks until the Earth begins to become uninhabitable. And we're back. Now, Paula, a listener wrote in saying that her children were disturbed by the environmental countdown clock. Uh, you know, now, I, that's, was that's it her? Thing was I it just a woman did. or was it a guy? I, I, it was Randall Wood. Now, Bonnie, can you... I, Tic Tacs, really. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my manager has yeah, put it away. Has once it again away. begun to crepitate. Yeah, she's crepitating uh, all over uh, the place. There's crepitation. Uh, oh my uh, Lord. Captain Crinkle is is Captain Rattle yeah, tonight. Yeah, I, I, honestly, like probably she was at the store and somebody was like, "Can I get you some Mentos?" And she was like, "No, too quiet." Yeah, yeah. I don't want the kind in a sleeve. I want the kind in the plastic. <laughs> it's got to be in a plastic box. It's got to have a hard shell. Around, Stop. yeah. yeah. All right, so, so it, was, it was Randall Wood. Oh, so it's not, it's not her children, it's his children. Randall Wood wrote uh, this on, what was it, Facebook email? I don't know. I don't know. Wrote he in. wrote an email saying, please stop with the doomsday clock. My children have banned your podcast from my home solely because of it. They were the primary proponents of listening to this podcast earlier. Mm. I understand you are extremely concerned with the timeline for continued human existence on Earth, but the countdown is turning off my children from listening to you, meaning your message is not being listened to. Now, f f my favorite sentence in here... There's a lot of problems with this. Yeah. Is, <laughs> I, I understand you are extremely concerned with the timeline for continued human existence on Earth. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Busted. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think what, that... What that, I like is that, that the, the, the countdown is making his kids not listen... Uh, meaning that the message is not being listened to, but if the message were being listened to, they'd decide not to listen. It's a paradox. Yeah. It's yeah. the thing they don't want to hear, but uh, I don't understand. I, for, You know, we, when we talked about, you know, we had a conversation, we got the email, and we decided that we would not reveal the uh, listener's name who but, sent us the email, but apparently... Uh, well, Adam didn't want me to call out the name of yeah, the I person. Maybe we don't call the person out. Yeah. about climate change. Uh, so uh, I, 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 all right. So it wasn't Randall Wood. It wasn't. No. <laughs> but you specifically said the name Randall Wood a moment ago. Yeah, it wasn't though. 
Yeah, it wasn't. really f- feels like it was. No, no, it wasn't Randall Wood. Well, I, uh, I, no. I thank you Rand- for Randall Wood's kids are listening away, listening away right now, loving every second of the countdown. I also clock. love that the, the, there's kind of a there's an insult buried in there too. The parenthetical they were the primary proponents of listening to the podcast in the first place. Sort of like yeah. I would never listen to this shit, but my kids uh, liked it. Yeah, that was in parentheses. They were the primary proponents of listening to this podcast. Earlier, and I, the word earlier, I'm emphasizing because I believe not Randall was saying that this is all in the past now, that we have no further relationship. And so Ooh, I'm going to write this email and then I wash my hands of the Paula Poundstone was kind of what the. the... That's exactly right. And so I would like just to say this Scott Franciscus. Uh, who is our... He's not our patron. He's, he's not our, our benefactor. Our, he's our benefactor. He's not. Uh, I, I say, take uh, not Randall Wood right off the payroll. <laughs> and not Randall Wood's kids who are sitting right now not listening to us. Wow, but you know... We don't even have to worry about upsetting not Randall Wood well, we've got and ten not years Randall Wood's kids. Before the planet starts, starts to become uninhabitable. Right. And these kids are like, ah, no, don't ruin my decade. Exactly. They're like, you know, we want to listen. And I just I love it that I'm like, why would I want to bring it up? Yeah. You know, sure. It's a turnoff. Yeah. That's really what this has come down to. It's like, you know, climate change is a turnoff. Climate change can be irksome. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. <laughs> it's meddlesome. Thinking about it can be can be irksome. <laughs> yeah, so so right. thank you, not Randall Wood. Okay. Because I am not gonna say the name of who this listener was. Uh, I'm not going to do it because that doesn't seem fair. Okay, but again, you've said the name Randall Wood maybe no, a dozen times. No, it wasn't time. Randall Wood. Okay. It wasn't. So we're free to say that name as much as you want. Yeah. You know what? Do you notice that when you say Randall Wood, the walrus kind of puckers up a little bit? Yeah. Do you see his yeah. upper lip coming his up upper a little lip, bit? The tusks are bared a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's coming at me right now like I'm a sheet of ice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when, when those things want to move, they really can. Those yeah. Yeah. No, he's glopping over here. Yeah, they well, move like a, it's gloppy because they. I think he just uh, wants to know, be closer to, 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 uh, to a rap star. Uh, well, that's part of it, I'm because, sure. You know, now that you've, you've moved into a different echelon tonight, Paula Poundstone. That's, you're, yeah. You're I'm not who I used to be. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you why I'm not who I used to be. Yeah. Because not Randall Woods, not kids won't listen to me anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that'll make somebody not what they were. Yeah. Now, listeners, Boy, if you dare to write us with your thoughts following It's created that, a metamorphosis. A metamorphosis of you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm not, I'm not who yeah. I used to be. I'm sorry, I interrupted. That's okay. I was just saying that if, that if you want to write us with your thoughts, even following that savage takedown of poor listener, not Randall Wood, who yeah, was, was not. just passing on a message from his children, you can email us at nobodylistenstopallofhoundstone at gmail.com. Send us a show description or a theme song entry, and in addition to on-air abuse, you could win a bar of hotel soap autographed by Paula Poundstone. And Paula, speaking of hotel soap, you're going to be out on the road. That's exactly right. I'm going to be in Alexandria, Virginia, unless not Randall Wood lives there, at the Birchmere Music Hall, November 15th, 16th, and 17th. Such a great town. It's right across from Washington, D.C. It is beautiful old town with Gatsby's Tavern featuring fine dining since 1770. Actually, wonderful place. I'm, I'm not eating food. That was prepared in 1770, I'll well, tell you that. Well, it wasn't prepared in 1770. They've been serving food since 1770. That's my point. Well, no, 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 no. It's not, not the same food, possibly the same menu, but different I'll bet food. you they cooked it in one pot, too. Maybe. Bonnie's <laughs> great-great-grandmother used to work there. Ah, what's the difference? It's all food. 
It's all going to the same place. Yeah. Why? Want my candy bar? Why dirty oh another my. pot? Why dirty another pot? Just open your mouth. I'm going to pour the peanut butter in. Yeah. Why? You know what? Why even use a serving dish? Yeah. Yeah, what do you yeah. want me to do dishes all night? Yeah, just, Put out your hands. I'm going to glop a Butterfinger in there. Just maw your mouth open and here, go, get, here, get under this ladle. <laughs> well, Gatsby's yeah. Tavern is nothing like that. It's a wonderful place to visit on a family road trip, not unlike the family in Ken Lezebnik's America. Oh, I don't think that's in their plans. They have bigger fish to fry right now. When we last left them... Young Timmy had fallen down a well. Oh, poor Timmy. I don't know who plays Timmy, but he's fantastic. <laughs> the way he kind of captures that accent that kind of vacillates between Nassau County, New York, and Suffolk County, Massachusetts. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but Timmy, uh, the portrait of him, played with gastric distress and now chronic flatulence. He's trapped at the bottom of a well, surrounded by rusty oil derricks and a hobo cooking beans over a campfire. His family is rushing to the rescue, and can they reach him in time? It's probably Kate Blanchett. Playing Timmy. Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be her. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. She's amazing. Anyways, that's where the story stands. So? Let's start the road trip we call... <laughs> Ken Lezebnik's America. <laughs> The well is over here, past the hobo cooking his beans. Howdy, partners. Your son is down the well over yonder, crepitating. Want some beans? We'll take some for the car. Right now, we've got to get to Timmy. I think I can hear him. That's him. Timmy, we're here, son. How the fuck did you fall down a well? It was the hobo's fault. Don't eat the goddamn beans. Never mind about that right now. Let's form a human chain. Hold on to my hand, Janice. I'll lower you into the well. Uh, Nellie, climb down my back, down your mother's back, grab onto her hand, and reach for Timmy. What? You never paid for gymnastics classes for me. They were always for Timmy. I don't have the flexibility to do this. The surge of adrenaline with a human life at stake will make it possible. Go, Nellie. Remember, your brother's life depends on you. Oh, all right. Here's my thank you for all the enthusiasm, Nellie. Mom, make him stop. I'm not going down a well into that tsunami of flatulence. Just get in the fucking well, Nellie. Look, look, I'll make this easier. I'll, I'll take off my T-shirt. When you reach the bottom of our human chain, lower it to Timmy and he can grab it. Wait, what kind of T-shirt is that? There's some portrait on the front and there's a quotation on the back. No, don't, don't, don't worry about that now. Our son's life hangs in the balance. Nellie, take the T-shirt and climb down over our backs. Okay, here I go. Oh, ouch. Ow. Oh, ow. Uh, uh, Nellie, watch out. Uh, uh. Timmy, I'm lowering the T-shirt to you. Grab onto it. I'm trying, but it's so soft. It slips through my fingers. I can't gain purchase. God, this T-shirt is like silk. What's it made of? Try poly blend. What? The legendary fabric. It's like butter. Of course, there's no friction in it. I'll, I'll tie it around your waist. Oh, no, Daddy. If he wraps the T-shirt around his waist, it's going to exert pressure on his abdomen as we pull him up. So? Pressure on Timmy's abdomen? With his gastric history, you want it coming and going? We have no choice. Timmy, tie off the T-shirt. Okay, Pops. All right, now we're going to pull you up. One, two, 
three. The constriction on my abdomen. It's like being in a vice grip. Oh, no, I'm feeling sick. Oh, God, he's vomiting on me. Vomitus is flying up the wall in a powerful gusher. Hold, hold on, Nelly. We're getting there. Oh, God, this is like reeling in a marlin. Almost there. Keep pulling. Oh, but Reel the, him in. Uh, here he comes. Oh, we made it. Oh, he's out of the well. Lay him down on the ground here. Timmy, you're safe. We did it, but is he still breathing? Oh, no. Timmy, talk to me, son. Nothing. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead? Get a mirror. Hold it up to his mouth. See if he's breathing. Hobo, give us the shard of mirror you used to shave with. There's a souvenir from Gatsby's Tavern in Alexandria. George Washington shaved there. Alexandria is also home to America's legendary music hall, the Birchmere. Want a tip? Iconic comedian Paula Poundstone is there November 15th, 16th, and 17th. Cut the travelogue and give us the mirror, hobo! Okay, be that way. Timmy! Timmy! Are you breathing? <laughs> oh, he lives! He's alive! He's alive. <laughs> oh, you're a little late, Spot. We did it by ourselves. <laughs> Don't be disappointed, Spot. We've triumphed at last. We escaped the Justice League of Costume Characters. We got Timmy out of the well. It's time to celebrate. Let's head to, um... If you say Alexandria on November 15th, 16th, and 17th, I'm gonna kill you. Join us next week as we find out if Janice actually kills her annoying husband. Ken Lezevnik's America is brought to you by Potomac Power, the energy drink that slows you down. Drawn from the waters that flow through Washington, D.C., if you're looking for an energy drink that will induce lethargy and the inability to get anything done, grab a bottle of Potomac Power. On this day in unremarkable history, Neil Armstrong said, The cheese joke was funny the first time, Buzz. Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like the Babadook director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. <laughs> it's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hello, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. It's a podcast that we do as uh, we may, we are married. And how's the ad going so far? Because I think it's going very good. <laughs> we talk about things we like every week on Wednesdays. One time Rachel talked about pumpernickel bread. It was so tight. You cannot afford to miss her talking about this sweet brown bread. We also talk about music and poems and, you know, weather. There is one... Weather? <laughs> one time Rachel talked about Baby Beluga, the song, for like 14 minutes. And it just really blew my hair back. <laughs> so check us out on MaximumFun.org It's a cool podcast with chill vibes Amber is the color of our energy Is what all the iTunes reviews say <laughs> They will now Welcome back all you nobodies And thank you uh, Gina Lu Luciani Is it Luciani? 
Well, interesting story. My family is originally from Italy, but then they moved to Venezuela, so they changed it to Luciani. But Luciani. I will, I will take Luciani. That's great. All right, Luci- Luciani or Luciani. That's fantastic. I understand. J. Deal tells us that you were recently touring with Kanye, playing on yeah, a Sunday. Yeah, I was playing on Sunday service. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we started in January and, you know, went all through the spring and did Coachella and everything, so it was a lot of fun. That must have been a guess. Yeah, it was great. Oh. I loved it. I, and and then you came here, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it just keeps going up. So yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> I just see this like trajectory of your life and this big drop. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Because let's face it, Kanye has crested already. I, you know, I, you know, I think graduation will, was probably his best album to, to, and, to me. And you are just rising. You're just, oh yeah, that's what yeah, it is. That's yeah, exactly you're coming up. You're, you're, I, yeah, I, you're the next one up. I'm, I'm not sure I could say that. Uh, but uh, thank you so much for being with us. Okay, Paul. Gina, well, I am so sorry about that walrus. Anthony, can you move the walrus off of her flute? That is disgusting. <laughs> that is gross. Uh, you, we're going to have to pay for that flute. Okay, now, Paul, I wanted to ask you something. Because um, the, the listeners are concerned. How's the nipple? Oh, my left nipple? Your left that nipple. That my cat, Clue, um, drove. <laughs> the, you're, you're always grabbing it when I ask you. Yeah, oh, because just <clears throat> saying left nipple creates a pain. Yeah, I have your, a... your cat pierced your nipple like a month ago now. Yeah, it's been a and month. And you were worried that it might get, be getting infected. Well, I don't think it's infected uh, so much as it's just still irritated. It shouldn't be. What do you I mean, mean it shouldn't be? You're, now you're a left nipple expert? I'm, now not, a, I'm not a nippleologist a, of any sort, but I just... <laughs> I just, I just nipple, know that. Nipple, nippleology. Um, no, okay. <laughs> what was that? So she has like um, velociraptor hind claws. She's got large hind claws. And I picked her up thinking I was comforting her, and she managed to slide oh, this is a one of those. Claw that, that it was gotcha. a hind claw right into my left nipple. Right into very, the left nipple. Very, very painful. I do feel like it should have healed by now because, you know, I'd have to look back in the archives, but I feel like that happened in early to mid July. You know, I don't um, I don't get a regular newspaper anymore, but I do get a Trader Joe's thing. Uh, Circular. And also a 20% off Bed Bath & Beyond. So what I did was I rolled up my Bed Bath & Beyond coupon, and I did tap her on the nose with it and say, don't ever pierce my nipple again. Bad cat. Bad cat. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> At least you dealt with the situation proactively, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's still tender is what you're it's saying. It's a little bit tender. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If any listeners have some advice for what Paula should be doing with her cats or her nipple, left one, not right, uh, feel yeah. free to contact us. My right nipple is fine. Do you mean fine or fine? No, fine. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what people to... say about my right nipple. Is that what everybody's saying? Yeah. All yeah. right. Um, so Paula, to change the subject quickly, yeah. do you have any messages that you would like to impart to our listeners this week? Thank you so much for asking, Adam. They've been through a lot. It's been a, it's been a crazy show. It's been a weird show. I Uh, love it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, uh, First of all, Scott Franciscus, um, if you could please cover us on that flute, I would really appreciate it. Cover what? Uh, The cost of the flute. Of the flutist. Scott Franciscus has, uh, he's a listener, and a lot of listeners might want to think about this for themselves. He's a benefactor of our show. He's not. And he's been paying for a lot of things. The only thing he paid for was the was the fact that he, the postage due on the prize that he won from our show, a signed hotel, bar of hotel soap. And as we've established many a time, that was Tony Anita Hall's fault because she tried to put it in a standard 
envelope and mail it to him. And, and the Scott, post office was like, don't fucking do this. Yeah. So he received his soap, postage due. And, and that's uh, the end of his involvement as he, a benefactor he, of our show. He bellied up to the benefactor table he and he not. paid for the postage for the soap. And since then, he's been paying for various and sundry expenses. And I think when a walrus sits on our flautist's flute. Yes. That that's something that Scott would be happy uh, to pay for. Okay. And I want to thank him ahead of time. I never thought I'd for that. say this, but let's move on to the simple sample dialogue. Uh, Adam, I must be the luckiest performer in the world. I get to get together with my buddies and make a podcast that's full of laughs with a few handfuls of helpful knowledge, shaken, not stirred with love. Mm. And listeners respond to it. So many nobodies tell me they're doing their part in the Thomas Coin search. I feel confident we're going to find him before a bear finishes eating him. The challenging part is that we have to increase the number of fans of the show because that's the only way we can continue making it. And yes. the best way to do that is, of course, word of mouth. Well, yes. Unfortunately, many listeners find it hard to share with their friends I and loved ones. I don't think that's that they true. Are, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone listeners. And I think that's So I have imaginary. written some simple sample dialogue to Break that trail. You know what? You know, I, I got to say. Yeah. Every week we do the simple sample dialogue and and every week you introduce it with this with this somewhat long winded explanation of, of why we're doing it. That's all I wanted to say. Well, if you look the walrus right now, he is riveted. You're right, because he's never heard this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think for a lot of our other listeners, they're like, we get this simple sample dialogue. He's on the it. edge of his seat waiting to hear yeah, what, he's, what he's the- He's pulling himself closer to you by his tusks. What the, what the, okay, try this, walrus. Um, <laughs> listener's friend, I've known you my whole life. We went to school together from kindergarten on. I never even knew you liked country music. And here now, you've written almost every hit on the country music charts. Listener, I do like country music. It often tells a very relatable story. I love Johnny Cash, and I always thought Dolly Parton was underrated. Listener's friend, yes, but lots of people think that, and they haven't come up with hits like, I had heartache for breakfast and I'm still full. <laughs> My eyes are up here, honey dear, and hold me like you do the TV remote and I'll change your channel. Oh boy. You've scratched me off your honey-do list. And Lord, make my last bite of Cinnabon. How do you do it? <laughs> Listener, well, I've never known how to tell you this, but I've been a nobody listens to Paula Poundstone listener for a year now. Listener's friend, and she teaches country music songwriting? Listener, no, but there's lots of information, like Kleenex isn't good for the pipes. It's just that it's such a funny and creatively free show. It sort of lit my fuse. Listener's friend, wow, I'm going to have to listen. My heart could eat a slice of that pie. Listener, hold on, do you have a pen? Do you mind if I use that? So that's your, that's your simple sample dialogue for this week. Yeah. A listener who... <laughs> what about that made you think it wasn't? Well, because it's so incredibly fanciful that, uh, you know... What do you mean I, fanciful? Well, fanciful. It, it posits somebody reaching the top of the country charts with some very specific song names. Yes. But that hasn't happened. Oh, no, it has. It has. Uh, no, in there, fact, you, in know, fact, you Adam, could Google any of those songs and none of them are at the top of the country charts. This is the sort of thing that could happen. And this is what we're looking for. We're looking to bring it. You know, Adam, I think you think yeah. that it's going to be Moldova all the time. I Just think, yeah. a huge uh, impact on the United States and the rest of the world with our podcast. And that's not how it's going to happen. It's going to be one listener at a time. But it has to be a real listener. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, that's the thing, Paula Poundstone. There's no real listener who fell down a well. There's no real listener who became inspired by our show and became a top-selling country songwriter. None of this is. Oh, happened. wait a minute. Are you going to tell me that uh, You've Scratched Me Off Your Honey-Do List isn't a top country song? <laughs> yes. All right, nobodies. Remember our email address, our email address again is nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can find my remarkably soft tri-poly blend t-shirts with a self-portrait on the left breast and a memorable quote on the back at PaulaPoundstone.com. It's ironic, isn't it, that it's it's the left breast? It is the left breast where the self-portrait, where the healing self-portrait abides. <laughs> Which apparently isn't healing nearly as fast as it should. Uh, that's our show. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam Felber. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezemnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by Anthony the Animal Alfaro. Special thanks to our special house band tonight, Gina Luciani and Yvette Holsworth. Thanks to John Lewis. His web series Lost in Moldova premieres this week. And special thanks again to the great Jay Deal. Thanks, Jay. This week, our security muscle is provided by Ben the Hobo Lezebnik. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. That's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? Can't provide equal opportunity. That's lunacy. Anyone can see. Can't they address that deep regret instead of just fucking with my chocolate? Some things need to change. Some things need to change. But not my butterfingers. But not my butterfingers. Some things need to change. Some things need to change. But not my butterfingers. But not my butterfingers. What the fuck? What is this? I'm sorry? There's something wrong with this. What's the expiration date on this? Ma'am, those came in this morning. Why, there's something wrong with them. Oh, my God. New improved recipe. I'm sorry? Uh, I'll miss a crispity, crunchity fun size, but what are you thinking? Wouldn't it have been wise? Consider my sister. Consider my brother. Stop the gun violence. Stop shooting one another. Cruelty to the transgender. I don't get it. It's such a mind bender. That needs a correction, but Butterfingers don't need a new direction. Change our type of fuel. Make a powerful public school. And if we don't let love rule, we're done. Some things need to change. Some things need to change. But not my butterfingers. 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 Skip the meat and eat some greens. Put down your screens. I'd like to bring back the telephone booth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. Stop worrying about how much peanut butter at the top. We've got a gold-plated nutter. We deserve the truth. We deserve the truth. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.